0: Welcome to the E-Commerce Disruptors Podcast, where alongside digital marketing experts, we give you our best tips, techniques, and insights on how you can be a disruptor in your industry.
1: Hey guys, this is Noel Lopez from E-Commerce Disruptors. And today we're going to be really jumping into apps that you can be using uh, with your online store. It's really important to really enhance that experience once you do set it up. And to help walk through this, we've got a meal on the line today.
0: Hey guys, how you doing? Excited to talk about some apps. My favorite
1: best uh neil's definitely dived very deep into these apps <laughs> uh, <diving laughs> up again so one thing that really we have found is is extremely important is is the marketing on on your site Once you have this set up it's you're going to be selling these products and you know people are going to be looking at these products but how are you getting out there what are you doing and it's it's very important to have a good marketing um approach as well as an approach to capturing those emails for say newsletters or yeah. promotions have you so uh, i know one that really jumps to the top is is privy uh it's a big yeah. app to, to use for that
0: yeah and it just uh the the beauty of privy is that um it, it integrates seamlessly so let's, let's say we're talking about shopify or if you use another platform it's great but the benefit of it is it, it does with like pop-ups, which people can sort of complain about, but it's really useful from a marketing standpoint. And it does grab people's attention, right? Um, if you have that pop-up, if it's a useful pop-up, right? So <laughs> everything tailored in a useful way makes sense, right? So if it's a pop-up that's offering a discount, yeah, of course, a, as a consumer, I'm looking for that, right? If it is a benefit that's going to give me, whether it's just 10% off or, or whatever the incentive is to sign up for your mailing list, or maybe I am just even interested in that brand or hearing about the news. Um, but also, the, the, so the really powerful thing about Privy is it has like exit intent. If somebody's going to close the page, it says, wait, wait, one second, right? <laughs> and it could give you that offer. But the cool thing about, let's just say we're talking about Shopify, it, it, it can pull the promo code and it could show you that promo code or generate a promo code for um, users. So it, it's a pretty cool thing. It's one of the ones out there that kind of allow to do that, which is nice. And it just, again, helps to build that mailing list of what you're talking about, Noah.
1: Right. And that's huge. I know even in our most recent podcast, uh, speaking with with Chris from CrossNet, he mentioned how that was just an oversight that a lot of brands unfortunately make initially when you are launching or or even as you Mm -hmm. continue to grow is making sure that you're able to capture this information up front and and, and getting this as often as possible.
0: Yeah. And totally like, so when you have those customers, they're on the hook and they're, they're actually interested and engaged. And if you, so you don't have to give them an offer all the time, but they're part of that list and you could communicate back with them. So Privy also has um, a little bit of routes and sequences that you can set up. Um, another one that, that's pretty powerful with the routes and sequences, while we're in marketing, it's Klaviyo. And Klaviyo is, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's really cool because it syncs with um, Shopify. And whereas Privy sort of is more of on the hands-on approach as you're on the site and the pop-ups and things like that, where it tries to grab your attention. Um, they have a good drag-and-drop builder as well, and so does Clavio. But Clavio is more from the standpoint of once you gather those um, contacts in the newsletter, you can set up different flows with them and different automations, and it actually syncs. So say Shopify, it syncs with some of that data, like analytics, and you can create, like, specific triggers on things that users may have done with your site. So it, it's really, it could get really personalized. And their one thing that's really powerful is, like, so when you're sending out emails, um, from this, the, the drag and drop builder is cool too, but you could actually um, import products live from your site. When I say live, I mean it pulls a real product from your site and you could include that in your email. So if somebody looked at product A, you could say, hey, have you thought about B and C? And it's not like you have to export new assets and get somebody else on the line. Like you literally can do all that from Clavio. It's kind of cool.
1: Right. It keeps it nice and, and simple. And I think the ability to follow up depending on where they leave off in the journey is, is extremely vital you're able to send a much more customized message in line with where they dropped off versus something a little bit more general.
0: Exactly. It, yeah. it just, it just makes a lot of sense. It, it just keeps everybody in. It, it just, it's an easy way to manage. Right. And it makes sort of it's not so repetitive, but it's um, personalized to that person, which I guess that's what personalized means. Right. So, um, yeah, but <laughs> one other thing while we're talking about marketing, just want to quickly touch on this, you know, some people probably still use MailChimp, um, and I think this is where we're going to go. But if you're using MailChimp and Shopify, MailChimp, do not they broke up, right? So they don't get along anymore. Um, one app that you're- yeah, 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 a
1: little bit of a falling
0: out. We're falling out, you know? So new year, new me, 2020, not happening. So <laughs> if, uh, if that's what it is, then you're still using MailChimp, because I think MailChimp is really good too, right? But they're not so directly associated with um, uh, Shopify anymore. What you could use is is a, a free app on Shopify called ShopSync. So obviously Shopify is one of the biggest, if not the biggest e-commerce and MailChimp is one of the biggest um, uh, providers as well. So just, just a little tip of it, just use, use ShopSync. It's a free app. It helps to sync. Um, you pay a little bit extra for if you want like additional support, but it's really good. It's a one way, so one way it's a sync between so Shopify syncs that information back to MailChimp and likewise. So it's a, just, I think that was just more of a tidbit just to make sure if you are using Mailchimp, we didn't forget about you. That's something that you need to know to have your Shopify connected properly.
1: Yeah, several of our partners use Mailchimp, and, and like you said, it is a really great tool. Um, yeah. And if you're still using it with Shopify, here's, here's the solution, because right. otherwise you'd have to, to, to make that shift.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a, a pain, you don't, and we don't want you to shift, um, because Mailchimp is still a good platform, so just makes sense.
1: And just as important as the the marketing aspect of it is we always want to keep in mind the shipping. That's huge. Make sure that that this is a streamlined process and and your online store is working well uh, and Mm -hmm. all those connections are set up. I know for, you know, the more that you dive into it, the more you want to really consider your options. And and one that that we've talked about previously is is intuitive shipping.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of, stores, if they did get started, maybe you've been running for a few years now and you just took for granted, hey, this is sort of the platform we have and we can't do anything about it. And it's like, no, 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 there, there are actually some apps that you can bring along to enhance that experience, right? And it's just sometimes you don't know, right? So within intuitive shipping, like you could customize things such as restricting PO boxes, but so we know UPS doesn't ship to PO boxes, but Shopify natively, I'm speaking about Shopify again, doesn't natively have a way to block PO boxes. So you can create a rule that says, hey, if you enter any of these variations of type in PO boxes, don't serve up a shipping method. So they understand you could create um, user errors and things like that. So you create what are called scenarios and you set up all these scenarios based around, say you have multiple brands on a website and each brand has different um, shipping requirements. You can do that as well, right? So brand A can be packaged a certain way or calculated a certain way. Brand B could be calculated a certain way. Um, you, it's, it's a lot of really, really nice features and strong features that help to Again, customize and personalize your shipping experience the way you want it to be, and not necessarily um, have to work with the system that's, that's given to you. So it gives more flexibility. All
1: right, it's a much more custom approach and then what you might get out of the box. And even, even the PO boxes, the restriction of that, I know that, that can be can very quickly kind of snowball into to an issue for you, or, or if you are, if you do need to package your, your products in a certain way, mm-hmm. is making sure that you can do all of that without really having any problems.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the thing is too, like you want to, I know you want to be sort of transparent with your customers. And if somehow your rates are being calculated more expensive, right. <laughs> and then you, you, your customers see like that huge rate and it's like, it doesn't seem fair. And you, you, as a a seller, you may feel guilty, like, wait, this isn't, it's not calculating right. And it's not, it's not representing our company properly. So interesting.
1: Right. And yeah. I, I mean, I know we previously, another conversation, just even between free shipping versus reduced shipping versus the shipping yeah. costs and how that that actually can really impact whether or not someone is going to purchase your product or continue to do uh, price comparison and look at
0: alternatives yeah it's true that that logic is it's, it's really interesting and we could probably talk about it we can talk about that for a whole episode just like the sort of the, the philosophy or thought behind that right like you're saying like if somebody sees free shipping versus the same price right like the exact that analogy of packaging up together. I'm so guilty of it,
1: and I—it's—I <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to admit it, but it's—I'll mm-hmm. do it, even knowing you know, oftentimes that that whatever shipping cost is associated is built into that price, but it's—it's it's, uh, or it can be. So it's—I <laughs> no, agree. It's like,
0: it's like seeing one more line item. It's like, hey, I—I I was only on the hook to buy one thing today, right? And you see two, and it's like, eh, <laughs> I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> I think so I'm this
0: it's <laughs> exactly that's exactly what happened
1: <laughs> so, um, I, I mean that's that can play a huge aspect and and right. I think but when you purchase the product and and when you actually commit to that it's also great to be able to recommend additional products and yeah. you know cross-sell mm-hmm. whatever products that may, may be associated with, with what was just purchased and, and one of the apps that we look to is, is also the also bought app which is yeah. really good for that
0: yeah pretty cool pretty cool like so you can add the recommendations sort of at the bottom of your page right so you you so it works in two ways as automated where you can say hey prioritize these products to show next or it can automatically assume based on the vendors and product types what what to show next you can also customize it to whereas I can say hey you, you saw product b now I want to sell product c next versus saying um, you can either use the algorithms or customize it yourself some So Shopify has the AI built in where it learns as you do it, right? So as you learn as customers, she'll go to your site and they shop. And eventually that starts learning, but it could take anywhere. I think it's like up to 90 days before it actually sees action. So hopefully by this time you're, you're, you might've been using it already, which is great, but sometimes you want to be able to customize that recommendation or maybe a certain time or season, there's a seasonality to your business where you want to be, you know, you want to make that change or we have on a fly. We need to customize this thing. So, the recommendations here is nice because it allows you just to customize and say hey make sure that this, these products are shown here when you're when a, a user is viewing a certain product and and so like this widget if you want to call it a widget it, sh- it could be shown on the product page it could be shown on wherever you drop that in It could also be shown like on the cart which is a nice way again like you were saying before to like cross sell or upsell or just say hey maybe you may want to think about these other products to go along with your current purchase
1: Right. And I, I think that's huge. And I think you made an important point while you do have that AI tool that it, it does take that some time to get those learnings. Uh, yeah. But once you have that, it's, it's great to have. But the other thing to consider is what if you're launching a new product, you really want to push that, recommend yeah. that. What if there's are certain pairs that, that mm-hmm. perform a little bit better, those are all things to consider uh, and keep top of mind, even if you do have the AI available. Um, so no. it, it's nice to have both
0: options, really. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just, just speaking of the cross-sell too, like uh, uh, just uh, the smart search app is a really nice job too. So just moving this quickly, shifting onto the search, (laughs) Um, the the typical search that you'll get, like say on like Shopify, or just like any other platform is pretty standard. Um, So you'll have, you know, you type in, it's not the live search where everybody's used to in Google spoiled us all right. Auto completion. So we're all spoiled. We're (laughs) all looking for something like that. Um, So, this one this one provides it. It does that. It also has the part to cross-sell. So you could um, personalize it a bit. So if you search for this product, maybe prioritize these other products. So again, it all works. in. as a seller, you want to be able to give your consumer as much options as possible or say, hey, right, just so you want to gain more sales. I mean, at the bottom line, bottom line it's about sales. So you want to have more conversion. So it just, again, giving them the, the opportunity to view other things and view it in the priority that you want. Like you were saying before, in the priority you want, if it's a new product, right? This whole um, COVID 19 thing, it probably sh- shook up things a bit, right? You may wanna prioritize certain products or you know what your best sellers are, or you know what certain things make sense in this time. So having that control, I think, is, is really true. And
1: again, that goes back to, again, really pessimizing that experience. It's it's really yeah. understanding w- what's happening with, with your brand, your products, and, and how you can make this ultimately a better experience for anyone visiting your website and looking to purchase. And one of the, I would say one of the biggest things that someone who is looking at different products or comparing is reviews. Reviews are huge, they're authentic. People trust reviews more so than than anything else when when looking at products and whether you've got five star reviews or hopefully not one star reviews, (laughs) it's, it's, it's really being able to have people that purchase this speak to the quality of your product. And one, one that we use, I knew is overall either stamped or Yatpo really.
0: Yeah, no, and and I think it's, it's a, it's a good point. So stamped, I believe is more, so uh, it is cross platform as well. Yatpo has, I remember we were talking about this. So Yatpo is for a little bit bigger and I can't remember the actual size, but they're a little bit for a little bit bigger of a user. So not everybody can qualify for that. And I believe it's um they do have growth plans as well they don't they don't um, market it but they do have smaller plans that people can use and yachtpo is really nice as well um stamp does a good job um, just on on both sides too stamp is a little bit more cost effective but I believe yachtpo has a little bit more of a power behind it but both both are good options I mean I think that's why we listed off both they're they're definitely Phenomenal with, between using the widgets, like you said, the widgets you could drop on the um, on the PDP, your product um, description page, you could drop on the homepage, wherever you want to drop them. But just to touch on the the one thing you mentioned, which I think was um, important in the last episode, or one of the episodes we recorded, um, what Chris mentioned, which I think was, and you touched on transparency, which is also you you don't necessarily want to show your one star reviews, but right. if you do have the one star reviews. Let's show people how, as a client, you respond back to it, as, as a seller, how you respond back to it, and to fix what's right, what, what was wrong, right? So if somebody said, one-star review because of X, you know, just respond back to them and leave that up there for people to see, like, okay, they, they do care about their customers and they do take care of it. So one-star reviews are not, they always hurt, right? Or they feel bad at the time, but it's also how you, how you deal with that, um, I, I think, plays a big part. I
1: completely agree if you you know you want to see some type of variety mm-hmm. five stars just become suspicious and and with <laughs> you know, you can manage it in, in in that sense to do that one of the biggest things with with those one star reviews though is is really keeping the ones that are beneficial for instance if there was an issue with the product arriving with the timing or something was damaged is the response that's that's the huge thing following up and really creating that relationship to show anyone that's that's purchasing, while this is an online experience, it still very much maintains that, that human aspect and, and that top-notch customer service.
0: No, For sure. For sure. I, I think the transparency, I think what we believe a lot is like trying to have that transparency up there um, so people know, like you're saying, it's real. It's not just, it's so sketchy, man. Everybody can, like it's a lot of people can put up stores now. It's, it's quite easy to do it, but that doesn't mean that every store that comes out is, is really done. It's hard to do it well. what i'm trying to say easy to put up a story these days because there's a lot of great tools out there it's harder to do it well so keeping transparency allows you to separate from your customers from your um, competitors as well
1: absolutely and i what was the statistic i was just looking at i think you know out of shopify stores that do start up oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's over 75 percent that that fail and it's because there, the ease is there to set up the store but it's it's making sure you're really maintaining it and managing it correctly in order to see that success
0: and, and that growth yeah so just a quick quick aside I, I was on, I was on Instagram the other day and just clicked on an ad just for you know all these masks right the n95 what was is that the proper model number the95 n mask and all this stuff right everybody has to buy. so obviously those have been sold out everywhere or whatever it is so people just people are just spinning up these sites selling them right and yeah click on the site, and my wife sent me the link, Like, hey, check this out. And I said, do, do we need any? And I'm like, oh, let me, let me see the site. <laughs> like to proof them. So I checked the site out, and on the computer, it only works on mobile, which is odd, right? So then you get, I get to the, the desktop, and it's really sketchy. Like, you could see how sketchy it is on the desktop, but you can't really see through the mobile. Like, I don't know, I don't know how. So mobile, <laughs> mobile first approach. But it looked really good. And when I loaded up on the desktop, it was really sketchy, man. Like, everything was, like, baked in images. So, like, the images were baked into – t- I mean, the text was baked into the images. It was just really blurry. Like, there was no intention for anybody to look at that site on a desktop machine. Wow. It just – it just – it's just one of those things, like, transparent. It just feels so, like, sketchy. Yeah. And that – I don't
1: know. Man. Yeah, because once you, – you lose that, that trust almost immediately with that type of, of- – bad implementation of of a website and it is funny because you'll see the opposite happening where it's desktop will look good but you may not necessarily be mobile friendly which which is a a big missed opportunity of course given the amount of traffic driving to mobile Mm -hmm. or through mobile but that that's funny to, to hear that it's hey desktop really isn't an option here
0: yeah was, it's was just, it just it threw me off when you were speaking about just transparency and like so i mean they had a bunch of five-star reviews which oh yeah this looks great and then check it out it's like, eh. like no
1: mind.
0: doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter so but yeah uh, I, then, I
1: mean I, I think that's absolutely you know uh, uh again another topic we could we could have a whole episode around is is how good design can build that trust and, and, and really build right. an experience that's going to again Drive your user to to purchase.
0: Yeah, people so, just think it looks nice, but yeah, there's, there's a there's sort of a method behind some of these things.
1: So for us, I know we we covered quite a few few apps, um, and just to list them back. Uh, so a couple of of the apps that we do shop shop sync, also bought app, smart search, and instant search as well as stay and to So both, all of these are, are great options and amazing apps to have in your arsenal as you're building out your Shopify store, or even once you have your Shopify store.
0: Yeah. I think it's more so, these are things that maybe you just didn't know existed or just some solutions maybe for you to check out. I love when somebody recommends the app to me, even if I've heard about it or I knew there's something that may, it may do something that I didn't know was possible or I just assume that, Hey, it doesn't get any better than this. Right. But it's nice to know, okay, let me, let me check this out. So definitely check check them out.
1: These are all great options. And, uh, again, the goal is to continue to really improve your online experience for your consumer and, and create those raving fans, if you will. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, definitely looking forward to our next episode. And when you guys do have the opportunity, feel free to check this out or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, what have you. We'll continue putting out episodes. And we appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. This has been the e-commerce disruptors podcast presented by Electric Engine. Subscribe today to stay up to date on all future episodes. Please follow us at Electric Engine on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or shoot us an email at podcast at electricengine.com. That's engine spelled E-N-J-I-N feel free to leave us any comments or questions about this episode and let us know what you'd want to hear on future episodes. Until next time, thanks for listening.